All right, good to be with you here on the Wednesday, what's your rank Wednesday edition. We're a little shorter than normal. Uh, we got ODU App State tonight on the uh, men's side coming up uh, at 6 o'clock. Ted Alexander, Dennis Wolf from over in Boone against the top-rated team in the Sun Belt. So uh, we'll have to move quickly today. We'll talk fast, but I always talk fast. All right, so what's your rank Wednesday comes up at 5. Um, we'll get to uh, Wood Sealing at 4 o'clock. A conversation um, about obviously the coaching search, right? Like, how does it start? You know, how many people are involved? Who are the deciders? Um, how long it might take? What are the important characteristics of the next head coach? Uh, those kind of things coming up at four o'clock with Wood Sea League uh, later this hour too. Um, look, there's there's been a lot of names floating around. I go through some some of the ones I've heard uh, as well. Uh, some were covered in the uh, pilot today. Uh, some were not. Um, but anyway, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, coming up later this hour. But wanted to start with that Caleb Williams finally, in his own words, was uh, able to uh, talk about, you know, the the big question, right? Does he, I don't know, have any desire to pull a John Elway or a, um, you know, a Eli Manning and just wiggle out of a potential, uh, you know, destination to Chicago? You know, so what would happen if uh, the Bears were to take him and, Caleb Williams uh, today in an interview saying that he'd be fine with it. He would he would embrace it. You know, going to Chicago wouldn't be something that he would run from, which uh, certainly was one of the suspicions that's been out there. Although, again, Caleb Williams has never said that he wouldn't go to Chicago. This is just a, a thing that has been rumored because of his dad's comments in a GQ magazine story that I want to say t- took place in, what, August or somewhere around there? Maybe it was September? It was early. Yeah, it was, it was early really in the early. college football season. It was probably something that was, t- that was you know, interviewed was probably done prior to the season. But anyway, so Caleb Williams with Pete Thamel said, uh, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. Also told Thamel, if they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. So certainly he sounds like a guy that's got his head in the right space. Now, again, does this mean this is absolutely what he feels in his heart? Who knows, right? I mean, this is, you know, people are going to debate this till the the cows come home. And I get it. Chicago, by any definition, has been the absolute worst when it comes to quarterbacks. Even worse than the team picking second, who's really bad at it too, Washington. But even way worse is the Chicago Bears. They're the poster child for the worst the worst places to go for quarterbacks. They have not been set up uh, for success in the past. They've made bad decisions with the particular players as well. It's just nothing. Williams went on to say in this interview with Pete Thamel, I am not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless how I feel, I'm not going to push an agenda. No, yeah, I want to go, or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. Um Williams said he's eager for the first date with the Bears, which is a meeting that will happen um, this week. And I believe it's tonight with the, with the Bears. I, I think the, it the is, Commanders yeah. is tonight, too. I think I think tonight is when these – these. Um, I guess it's almost like speed dating, right? <laughs> I mean if, – if, <laughs> Kind of, with a lot less speed. But yeah, yes. a lot less speed, right? Like they're just like running from room to room and they say, hey, we're going to meet this person. This person. Anyway, so that's what's going to be going on with Caleb Williams. Um, he said – he understands, you know, the history of Chicago, right? They haven't won a playoff game since 2010 and has two winning seasons since. Um, he was uh, asked of what he's looking for. He said, just constant growth and change. Uh, that's important whether you're a quarterback or wide receiver, general manager, or any other organization. Just a healthy situation in the facility with the players. Uh, just a place that really wants to win. And look, they've retooled a lot of things in Chicago. Shane Waldron, who did a great job with Geno Smith. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's, let's not... 
forget where Geno Smith was when he was with the Jets, another quarterback organization, quarterback killer organization, the Jets, right? Geno Smith looked to be hopeless, but he was a second round pick out of West Virginia. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't picked like, I don't know, Zach Wilson or, you know, who was the other jabroni that is now out in San Francisco that Kyle Shanahan <laughs> likes so much? Sam Darnold. <laughs> you know what I mean? He wasn't one of those guys. He was a second round pick and he was okay. You know, and people used to crush poor Geno Smith like he was just awful. But look, he's grown into the position he was to say in Seattle, and and Shane Waldron has a lot to do with that. And he's now there in Chicago, so maybe Chicago's getting smarter with what they've done. They've they've played the draft. They've set themselves up with a million assets, right? And they're in a great position. It's kind of like where the Eagles were a few years back after the Carson Wentz trade and some other trades they had made. They've set themselves up to retool rather nicely. Uh, the the Montez Sweat trade was fantastic for them. He played really well. They paid him at a high level. We'll see how that works out. But I, I mean, I think Montez was really good for them even after the contract as the season went on. So I'll be interested to see uh, the Bears and their defense got better. I mean, they're they're really tough to deal with defensively. The offense mm-hmm. was just obviously very inconsistent. So Williams again not not going to play some power trip. And of course, you know, like there's been a lot of smoke with the Commanders. He's a Gonzaga high school kid uh, from DC. Um, he is also, you know, a guy who played for their new offensive coordinator. So, of course, that's going to be mentioned. Um, here is what he's asked about Washington. He says, it'd be really cool because it's so familiar. There's a time and a place for everything. My job, my hobby is being at the facility or the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day. My main goal and focus is to win games and stay focused on keeping my main goal the main goal. That's beautiful. The main goal, the main goal. Keep yep. the main thing, the main thing. Because a lot of guys are good at doing other stuff, but never really seem to crush it when it comes to the main goal, which is what keeps you employed and gets you all the extra stuff. Yeah. Because that's the hardest thing. I mean, you know, one, I, I remember an NBA general manager told me this a long time ago. He said, look, we pay guys lottery winning money and we ask them to come to work every day. Not just come to work, but work harder. Because he said to me, he goes, what would you do if you won the lottery? And of course, 99% of the people that are being honest goes, I'd quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to pay guys lottery kind of money and say, you can't quit your job. You actually have to work harder and make us look smart for giving you this money up front. So uh, Caleb Williams, again, saying the right things. Um, and you know, we'll see if this this how this materializes with Chicago. And look, the Bears may like... May, may may be happy to hear this, but they still might get an offer, as they say. You cannot refuse. I mean, they might get one of those, right? That's a terrible Marlon Brand. That, that was well the, I, I was going to let it go, but yeah, man. it sucked. Yeah, it was really bad. I can't open these windows in here, but I wonder <laughs> if I could. That was terrible. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that that was. Um, you know, th- it would be funny too. After all this, he wants to be there, and they go, "No, we don't want to have you." <laughs> We actually like the skinny kid from LSU. The Bears select Jaden Daniels. Yeah, or the Bears Uh-oh. select J.J. McCarthy. Oh. <laughs> the Bears are going to take Michael Penix. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, that would be wild. But, you know, look, they could still move back. You know, Washington may love this kid so much they do something, you know, crazy uh, to move up. Or, I thought you were going to say stupid, but we well, can crazy. Or, or maybe the Patriots from three to two, three to one, you know, the same deal. Like my whole thing with the Bears is if you're going to play the play down game, um, you know, you got to be careful, right? Because you can only go so far back right. and make sure you get whoever the person is you like. But if they, in you know, again, all these teams say they're not done with evaluation. I'll take them for face value. What if some of these teams have different differentiating opinions on who's number one, number one? They could. Right? Like there's some people that may see Jaden Daniels better. 
um, especially if you could put some weight on him. Maybe, you know, maybe that's how they look at it um, over Caleb Williams. I mean, I don't know if you've caught Lewis Riddick here recently talking about Jaden Daniels, but loves him. He's not saying it out loud yet, but he's sure getting close to the edge of saying he thinks he can do more uh-huh. for you. Although he likes Caleb Williams a lot too. But I think if Jaden Daniels weighed 240 pounds, I think he would be, in a lot of people's eyes, number like you could talk about him being number one right or, or at least it's more of a horse race right yeah it's more of a race right but i think that the skinny part really freaks people out and you know again the, the hits that he's taken but yet all that being said like i said he keep he kept playing kept playing and, and also the other part of it too which is fair is he played with more talent right lsu has two first round receivers on that team caleb williams i don't think any of these kids from sc are getting gassed up to be first round picks they might have a second or third round receiver but that's it so it's not quite the same uh, level of talent that was around him this year and you know there's also been some intimation that they think Lincoln Riley and you know I guess this would also fall on our guy Cliff Kingsbury didn't do a good enough job with the USC team this year in terms of the offense I mean they, they didn't and they did put up some points but they the right. Caleb Williams took more of a beating than I think people remember just because there weren't those highlight smashes like Jaden Daniels took Caleb Williams took a lot of punishment despite putting up a lot of points though in the process yeah remember um the Notre Dame game, right? Like, that's the one I always look at and go, ooh, man, that yeah, game was That was malpractice, rough. yeah. That was rough, right? And he, But he kept getting up, man. He kept getting up. Uh, he was tough. He, he kept getting up and fighting. So this, this process is, again, underway. We'll hear about the interviews tonight, and I'm sure we'll hear about the, you know, the, the testing and all this other stuff, and if these guys take the test, don't take the test. And then somebody will try to put the stink out on, um, you know, these quarterbacks at yeah. some point to yep. get them to move to where they want them to move in the draft and all these kind of things. But I would say this, Caleb Williams, if you were concerned about, oh man, this kid, he's, he's you know, recluse, egomaniac. He had that fancy apartment in LA. He's not going to be a team guy. He handled the first one very well. That he did. Now, that all being said, and I'm not saying this is what happened here, but remember, all these guys have the ability to go to this combine school like a beauty pageant school, and get coached up on what they're going to be asked, how to answer questions. And that's why I'm always saying, you could say, oh, it's just a bad interview. But no, it's really no excuse for it. This is like right. your big interview for 32 organizations. And if you blow it, you're, you're, you just either you don't care or you're, you're just clueless, right? I mean, right. so neither one of them is a good sign if you're drafting this person. Not to say that that person, you know, there hasn't been guys who have blown interviews and still not had great careers. But but to your point, too, like if that's what happened and he went to combine school and he right. was kind of coached up on how to do this, this is example number one then that he's coachable. Right. Which was right. one of the things that people, sure. and, and me personally, have knocked him on. Like, is this guy right. going to be coachable? Well, if that's what happened, then clearly, the, you know, check mark number now, one for him. I will say this. I don't think he did because he doesn't, have an, he doesn't have an agent. And most of these times, these things are run by agencies, right? Agencies have these guys and they send you these places. I've, ha- I've interviewed these guys and I, if I can find the place, I'll fi- we'll get them on. It's fascinating. And it's also like, I know a lot of people will listen to it and go, are you freaking kidding me? You didn't know that, you know, like the certain things they yeah. didn't know, but no, they didn't. They lived their bubbled football life and they didn't have any clue that, you know, this might hurt <laughs> them by doing things this particular way. So Caleb Williams is okay with being a bear. So where would that leave Washington? Of course, Dan Quinn spoke late yesterday. We'll hear what the uh, new commander's coach thinks about a lot of things when it comes to the combine as he's there. They'll be talking to Caleb Williams later today and what uh, he's looking for. Uh, at this combine that's coming up plus uh, we'll get to the ODU head coaching search and basketball some names being floated around 
Oh, we'll get to some of them here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in accident? Call 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. Here on the show, we're uh, here till 6 tonight. It is a What's Your Rank Wednesday. We got tickets to give away too, right? Yeah, we've got like a trifecta of tickets. Yeah, we got trifecta of tickets. You got the Willie Nelson tickets. You've got, uh, of course, the race tickets to Richmond coming up in um, in, in la- last week of March, right? Yeah, the last week of March. Last day of March, actually. Last yeah. actual day of March. And, of course, uh, 21 Savage as well, the Dream Tour. So that's coming up uh, today. So we'll give away – I mean, we should probably do a pair of tickets each hour, just if I'm thinking out loud here, which I, think I am. that's a good call. All right. Um all right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494 if you want to hit us up on the text line or the Ballyhoo's phone line. I just realized that I didn't have the text line up. <laughs> so, man, you know, you can text. I'm just not looking at them apparently today. Whoops, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, we'll uh, keep them up and, uh, and on now. All right, um, all right. Dan Quinn spoke late yesterday while we were wrapping up the program and uh, hit a lot of things, including, you know, what he's looking for this week at the Combine. I think one of the things that I do enjoy about um, this time is the interview portion. And you're really trying to get into, you know, not, not the ball player, but the man and find out what they are, what they stand for. And um, we're looking for that kind of competitor, that kind of toughness. And so you ask some leading questions to find those answers. But I enjoy that part as much as any. It might be um, running back. It could be defensive end. It's that quarterback. But just digging in, you know, behind the scenes uh, about the person first. And then if we get that part the way, you know, that we think it fit and be together, then then the tape and that stuff comes in in second. All right, so that was uh, a little Dan Quinn. And um, then, of course, the quarterback question with Dan Quinn. Here's what he had to say about that. Number one, you better be really tough, mentally, physically tough, because there's going to be times when the person is open. On the physical toughness, you got to stay in there to deliver it, you know, into the right spot. Um, I think you have to have the mental toughness to withstand all that's going on and keep your focus right here on the team, right with the group that you're with. Um, as far as, like, a performance side, I think – you better show accuracy on the deep ball because when those moments for explosive plays are there, there's a, a single high coverage, it's a man-to-man, it's an all-out blitz, and you nail those moments, that's where the explosive plays are driven. So um, you certainly want to look for a quarterback who can get it out of a bad play. You know, in our NFL, it doesn't just all time up evenly. I think if you guys look at the stats, we have more mobile scrambling quarterbacks this year than maybe at any time over the last 20 years. And so... A lot of that is when a play breaks down, they can go create and get on the move to go. And so how do you speed up when a blitz is coming and it's not there yet and you buy time to let that happen? Those are traits that are hard to measure. They're not accuracy. How do you get out of a bad play? There's not a metric for that. How do you speed up a throw that the blitz is coming? It's not quite there yet, but you have to get rid of it early because you're about to get drilled. Those are things that you look for. And so that's why at that position, the tape, the tape, the tape. You have to find that. You have to get out of bad plays. You got to be able to speed up. You got to show that kind of toughness. So there he goes, Dan Quinn, talking about quarterbacks. The good thing, again, we've discussed this over and over again. All these quarterbacks are athletic outside of like a few of them, right? right that are considered right. the first few, few rounds. I mean, Penix, you know, the, the knee injuries, the surgeries have taken uh, his scrambling well. Although he can move, like he moves well. He had a lot of touchdown runs. Like he's more of a short yardage runner. And more of a guy, I would say, is a um, you know is moving within the pocket to create time, and that's that's really what Caleb Williams excels at. 
is behind the line of scrimmage, kind of like what Mahomes does. And then, but when he does want to run, kind of like, yeah, I know, Mahomes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he can do that as well. Not like, hey, I'm going to bust this play open for 90 yards, you know, like Jaden Daniels could do. Uh, and May's got some certainly some scrambling ability. Heck, Penix, uh, I mean, um, Nix is actually a pretty good runner too. So all of them uh, that you consider in those first couple rounds probably are that. And J.J. McCarthy could run a little bit too. We just don't know if he can throw. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> the weird that thing. small that, point. That's the weird part. <laughs> I know he's a good athlete. I just don't know if he actually can play quarterback yet. I, I mean, we, we've seen him make throws yeah. on occasion. It's not like we've never yeah. seen him make a throw. But no, the problem no, is, no. is that can he make it consistently? Yeah. Right, right, right. He just does not get a consistent uh, we haven't got a consistent look at him dropping back because he didn't have to tossing around. Right, right. I yeah. mean, look, they're playing. Uh, they're playing to win games. I mean, you know, the end of it. Jim Harbaugh was hired at Michigan to win football games for Michigan. Um, that, that that's kind of how it works, right? I mean, you see this in college basketball sometimes too, in some places where there's big men that actually have some range, but. The coach is like, hey, get your butt in the post, man. We didn't offer you, you know, we didn't offer you, uh, you know, we didn't bring you here to, to shoot three-pointers. We, we brought you here to be a good post player and help yep. us win basketball games. But that's what the pros want to see, right? But who cares? You know, that's really not your thing. And the funniest um, the funniest old switcheroo of all time was when Urban Meyer had us all sold and that Tebow was coming back to become more pro-ready, right? Yeah. And he was going to become more of this prolific passer. And it never happened. Now, granted, he still made it. I mean, he still made it long enough of the first-round contract, right? Which would be nuts, right? So I always found that was funny. You know, I was like, yeah. That's when I started liking that nickname, the Urban Liar. Uh, because he was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, you know, Tim's going to come uh-huh. back. We're going to work on pro football stuff. I'm like, dude, you have no idea, A, about pro football quarterbacks. This Clearly point, he doesn't. <laughs> that's pretty clear. I mean, they had to coach poor Alex Smith. I mean, it took him six coaches to coach that out of him until he got around, uh, you know, Harbaugh. Well, North Turner actually helped Alex Smith a lot, and then then Harbaugh took it to another to another level. And then, obviously, Andy Reid unlocked some more there. As uh, time went on, uh, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four uh, ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. So it's kind of funny. So Dan Quinn, and there's going to be different differences of opinions inside the room, but Dan Quinn made it sound like he's a little bit more excited or interested in quarterbacks that can move. Whereas the other day, Adam Peters, the GM, was talking about ah, there's a different all shapes and sizes. They can do different things and stuff like that, which is fine, but. It's always better to have a guy that can save his own life. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, whatever uh, you want to call that. Fixing the play, you know, extending the play. But, yeah, I would rather have one of those guys. You need to have somebody that when the schedule gets ripped to shreds, you know, you got to still be able to go out there and make a play. And you could argue that the commanders slash Washington football team slash Redskins have never really found that guy they could do it on a consistent basis. I mean, I, you'd see flashes from Heineke from time to time. He was he was good at that at times, but then there were also times where he was horribly bad at that as well. So you you need to find that guy that could do that week in and week out, especially if you're not going to fix the offensive line right away. Well, Bob Bob could do it um, in the early years, but most of his best stuff was scheduled runs, right? Like right, like Bob's best stuff was when they when they it was a play call, it was a quarterback draw, or they you know obviously this you know the read option was very good for him uh, doing that. But you know over time, yeah, I mean obviously after year one with a knee injury, yeah. was, that was not happening. That that dog was not hunting anymore, as they'd say. He was not going to be able to do that. So 
that has not been good. You know, Hal is a, but Hal was like it was his it was his fatal flaw this year. It was like trying to extend everything. It was like, right. no man, right? Just take the check down and live. You know, just take the. I mean, and that's what Mahomes has been so good at. You know, and and read while they've lost that dynamic over the top. You know, play. You know, explosive play guy in in Tyreek Hill. What they've been able to do is just beat you by a thousand paper cuts now, and are very efficient when they get into the red area. You know, yeah. You know, have a guy who, in when he needs to be, can uh, you know pull one out of the hat, which we saw in the Super Bowl too, with Mahomes. But yeah, this will uh, more more than likely they're gonna whoever the player is, whether it's Daniels, Williams, or May. I mean, all three of those guys you would call athletic and you know play changers. One of the interesting things that's finally being brought up about May is is anybody's been clubbing him for a while, but yet he's still sitting there, you know, supposedly in the top three is where were his number one picks? Where were his NFL players around him? I mean, remember, this is the thing everybody talked about with mm-hmm. uh, with Howell. Well, the reason Sam Howell drops out from the first round uh, after his junior year or after his second year and then, you know, third year is because of the, um, you know, Diami Brown and, you know, who was the, uh, who was the other guy? They were running back that went pro. Carter. Carter, yeah. And they had a, a few NFL players, right? But, you know, you weren't hearing that about May's senior season, and, and I don't see Carolina kid names, you know, surrounding in the first, second round. Yeah, the some. only kid that they had that they were really high on at receiver was the kid that got yeah you know, was that was not available suspension. for the entire year. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his uh, name. Oh, that was off such top of my a head, weird but. thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then they finally got on the field. And he was excellent, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's a good point. So he did, he wasn't surrounded by you know like this huge group of talented guys that made him put up those numbers. So, yeah, and then there's some just maddening stuff that he did this year. I mean, you know, for him and some games, too. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't know. There's still – I'm fascinated to hear what these what these coaches really think they could get out of him because I think there's some strong suits to, to all three of them that you could tap into. I'm, again, I'm the most intrigued by the LSU kid. I mean, Jaden Daniels, to me, is the most interesting guy because he can make all the throws. I just am so scared <laughs> – <laughs> Every time he gets in open space, it gets tackled. Yeah, you and me both. I mean, he just he just looks so. Th- I mean, I I think this is why you know for these guys, it's such a big deal to meet these people in person. It really is a difference. I mean, you really can really hone in on body types, and then you know talk to them about hey, what was your workout program? I mean, imagine this kid's not pumping you know not, not pumping a ton of iron. You know, they're probably not telling him to do that. He's you know it's be athletic, but I mean, what could his body carry another twenty five? pounds of muscle hopefully and how uh, does that affect his game if right he does right does it slow him things? down yeah. right does it slow it down uh can he slide can he slide did you play little league baseball were you a baseball fan you know i want to know that so uh from him was he good at it or is he going to rip his knee up when he does it and you know does he understand the rules in the nfl how you protect yourself i mean that's what the biggest thing uh for him has got to be all right. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Let's do this. We'll uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. We got uh, Wood Ceiling at four o'clock. A lot of things to get to in this coaching search uh, for ODU basketball. Uh, we'll get to some of the names that have been put out there already. Uh, some today in the pilot, a few others that didn't make it that I've heard as well. We'll get to those coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We're brought to you by Larry King Law, James Witham, Scott, your Sports Center. And we're uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Wood Ceiling in 25 minutes. We'll talk about the process of the coaching search. I was trying to, uh, I was hoping that Wood was just going to come on the air and announce the coach today, um, James. But I guess since literally 
you know, it's been since Monday. That'd probably be a little too premature, right? Two days. Yeah, you might want to talk to a few people first. Yeah, you, you think know. you should interview some people first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, good. Good. Good point. Um, all right, before we get to some of these candidates, let me let me do this. Uh, our ESPN uh, Radio ninety four one poll question today brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings on the X uh, at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio nine four one. Those are the places you can vote. Do you believe Caleb Williams would be excited to be drafted by the Bears? Those were his words. To Pete Thamel, uh, 50% of you said yes, he wants to be number one. 41.7 said no, Bears are QB killers. And uh, today, just one other option, which is other. Uh, so just three options. Um, my man Alex Z says, I think we underestimate how hard it is to play quarterback in Chicago. Cold, bad weather, and bad weather. Yeah, and just a bad organization. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't help either. I mean, there's that too, right? I mean, look, Pat Mahomes plays in some pretty crappy weather. It seems to be doing all right. That he does. Yeah, Tom Brady played in the snow, didn't he? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I think ballers can ball no matter what it is, right? Yeah, Josh Allen's probably not thrilled about some of the times he's had to play yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah, great point. Buffalo, my God. I mean, Jim Kelly was a prolific passer in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Weather hasn't gotten any better since then. So I, I don't know. I mean, but yes, it, the weather does suck. But no. Yeah, anyway. It, was, uh, it wasn't good. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, so the uh, coaching search for Old Dominion is on. They have this um, search committee. Um, they have a search firm, I should say, that they've hired. And then the search committee uh, of, th- of three people. We'll learn more about that with Woodsy League at four. We'll you know, meet with these candidates. And there is you know, certainly an advantage to knowing prior to, to uh, d- you know, the 1st of March that your coach is not coming back with Jeff Jones uh, made public on uh, Monday, and you know that was kind of Jeff's thought too. It was like, you know, I know it's not great timing, but why am I going to drag this out? They need to know. Yeah, they need to get out there. We got this transfer portal. We got this class. As he discussed with me on Monday, you know, I hope they can keep them. You know, if they want to, this is you know a class worth keeping. Those kind of things. Um, Monday also, after talking to Jeff Jones, who talked to Kieran Donahue, the interim head coach, who told us he has no interest in pursuing the job. Um, so he's not, you know, interested in it. The staff is pretty young. Uh, nobody else in that staff is seen as a candidate. Um, look, the biggest name that's out there uh, among ODU and ODU fans, no, and especially guys in my era, is Mike Jones. I mean, he's Maryland assistant right now. Uh, Two-decade career at DeMatha following legend Morgan Wooden. Uh, the court at DeMatha is named after Mike Jones. I, I don't. Think people understand that important detail. Yeah, the green room has been filled with the Matha players for the last several decades, many of which Mike coached. There's still guys in college basketball wrecking havoc that Mike coached in high school, including Hunter Dickinson out there at uh, Kansas now, kid who transferred from Michigan, and uh, the Maryland point guard uh, Jameer Young, who is of course part of that staff now at Maryland as Mike after he left Virginia Tech after two seasons. So he did the college, you know, did the high school thing as the head coach of again a. A national program. It's it's not just a high school job. It's a national program, DeMatha Catholic, uh, in the WCAC in Hyattsville, Maryland. Followed a legend, which is never easy, and exceeded a lot of the stuff he did, which was crazy. And now, the last three years in college, it, it, Mike, if you hired Mike, I, I don't think anybody would be mad or should be mad. It would be a no-brainer kind of hire. Uh, I could see that. Uh, th- apparently the other Mike Jones, this is very confusing, you know, especially if you don't have these in your phone correctly, uh, from UNC Greensboro, who I do understand, of course, you may understand, was the coach at Radford, also was at VCU, was the 2018-2020 Big South Coach of the Year uh, at Radford. Of course, uh, President Hemphill was there as well in that time. 
So the president of our university has a good knowledge of that Mike Jones. Uh, Bryant Stith is also on that staff. He left Jeff Jones' staff a few years ago to go to uh, UNCG. So there is another interesting name. Um, you know, we had Robert Jones on the show yesterday from Norfolk State. He didn't say whether or not he was a candidate for the ODU job, but he did say he's been getting calls from schools. <laughs> <laughs> read into that what you may i'd say i was getting calls too if i was him yeah um look he's had a hell of a run at uh at norfolk state so far he's got you know them again in position to probably win the MEAC if they win the tournament and back into another ncaa tournament it would make sense if odu wanted to call him and talk to him uh it would make a lot of sense name i've heard about for a while is this guy austin Clanch who is a young guy. He's with the Crimson Tide staff. He was the Nichols State head coach for five years. Left there for a better-paying job because they don't have a lot of resources in Nichols, but he won a lot there, was in back-to-back conference championships. Um, Apparently is an excellent recruiter. Of course, everybody that goes to Alabama seems to get jobs now, like uh, on NATO staff. I mean, it's just like they just churn them out. Uh, the pilot also mentions Griff Aldrich, the Longwood coach, who I believe has uh, ties to this area. Norfolk Academy graduate who grew up in Virginia Beach. He was a lawyer. He had some. He was in the real world making all kinds of money in private equity and then jumped back into college. He had the Lancers in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. Um, I've t- spoken to this guy before. He's, he's an interesting dude. He had a 10-year contract extension he signed not too long ago. Certainly could be uh, you know procured away if they liked him. Obviously, Drew Williamson, who played here, um, and was here on the staff for a brief period of time for two years. He's been at FAU, um, which has been an excellent program under Dusty May for the last couple of years. He was at Virginia State. Um, wouldn't make anybody mad if Drew Williamson was coach. I would say this, if I'm comparing the Old Dominion guys to Old Dominion guys, and I would even throw Breon Dunlop out there, who has been a head coach for quite some time All on right. the Division II level. All right. I mean, I just think Drew's kind of green compared to those guys in terms of his, his experience level. Doesn't mean he couldn't do it. I mean, you know, again, you don't know until you get somebody in the, in the chair, right? True. Um, but again, I, I've made this pretty clear, and I'm not, you know, not that my vote means a whole lot to anybody over there. <laughs> I think Mike Jones should be the coach. I, I just I think it just makes too much sense. I know he can recruit. Uh, he could keep this class if he, if he sees it being worthwhile. I know he could certainly probably have good rapport with Caden Diggs to make that happen. I think it would make a lot of sense. Other names that I've heard that I did not see today in the pilot, but I've heard about. You ready for these? I can't wait. Um, one of which, okay, and I, shame on me for not remembering this. I should have remembered this from last year because we saw it enough on TV. Bill Murray's son is an assistant coach at UConn. Interesting. The comedian, the comedian Bill Murray. Interesting. Yes, and um, he is interested, or could be somebody they have interest in, I should say. Names have been bandied about. He's, a, he's one of the top. He's the top assistant at UConn. Um, so that's that's something that's fascinating. Just just for just the fact that you could you know obviously do you know Caddyshack references you know constantly. Well, last I checked, they were doing pretty well up there at UConn. At, at Groundhog's Day, and yeah, and the problem is UConn. And look, this happened to Dusty May last year. Like his team got so late in the process, he did not get a chance to get a job. Like by right. the time Dusty May season was over, he could not get a job right like he, there was no jobs left like a high level jobs for him so this is one of the interesting things even for and i wonder where the assistance is a little different right and it probably is dependent on your school whether you'd allow them to go out and talk but right you know this could be a bad thing for luke murray who's again the son of bill murray who was the yukon uh assistant you know that w- what would happen you know if they if their season drags out um apparently there's a 
guy at Youngstown State, Jared Callahan, um, Calhoun, I mean, Calhoun, not Callahan, who was uh, potentially interested. Um, I don't know how far the, you know, the uh, interest goes for Old Dominion, but he's of interest as well. So there's other people, some of the names you're hearing right now. But, you know, clearly Mike Jones from Maryland, ODU alum, you know, is is one of the big names out there. And this, again, this Austin Clunch guy from, from Bama. And again, Bama has churned out a lot of coaches here lately. I just like the idea of somebody like Mike Jones that that has that DC connection, you know, that yeah. Beltway connection, but also has ties back to this area. So you're recruiting the general area of the state, not necessarily just the state of Virginia, but you know, up into the Maryland area, the DC area. I like somebody that can bring that kind of talent to the seven five seven and to Old Dominion. I think that that's a very rich recruiting pool that that you might be able to dig a little bit deeper into. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, they've they've actually, you know, Jordan Brooks has done a really good job, and I think whoever the new coach is got to look long and hard about Jordan. Jordan's got, been able to get them in some doors and get them some talent. You'd think, yeah. Um, and I, I think, look, there's some guys in the staff that are certainly, you know, the guys that they should think about keeping for sure. We'll Imagine see. combining those efforts, though. That's, right. that's the thing. Right, right, exactly. But Mike in his own, I mean, Maryland just scored this a big recruit, and, you know, that's his gig up there at Maryland. Uh, to get these players. And, you know, he'll know a lot of the guys in the portal because every year there's guys in the portal. Uh, and the USA basketball thing has been really good uh, for his career too. Um, you know, and we, we've talked about that a lot with um, Delisha Milton-Jones. You know, she's been a big part of USA basketball. Mike has with Nike and got a lot of those connections. And now, you know, at Maryland this year, and they're obviously an Under Armour school. Not that I think that they care when it comes to coaching or whatever. I mean, they're all – it's all free stuff either way. Right. <laughs> It's all good free merch either way. Um, and there's more and more Under Armour schools now anyway. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, so we'll talk to Wood Seelig about the process, about who's involved in the process, what they're looking for. And, you know, there there's always this thought of, okay, do you want to be like VCU, one of those schools that has guys that come in there and they roll? The Mike Rhodes is there a long time. And by the way, I don't think Mike Rhodes, knowing what I know from doing games with him over the years, doing their games for a while on TV, and talking to him over the years, I don't think Mike Rhodes was looking to leave VCU. It had to be perfect, and it was. It was Penn State, and that's like his roots. It's like his home, right? So that that was the old, I think that was that job, and maybe one other that he would have ever even thought about leaving because they, they pay really well. Um, they have amazing facilities, but you know he he had been there a long time for a VCU coach. Before that, they had been churning coach after coach after coach, right? I mean, since um, the, the great you know um, Sonny Smith had left or retired. So they had been really just churning through coaches, and they've had an ability to do it very well. So is that something that concerns you if you're Old Dominion? Are you comfortable with that? You know, potentially, okay, we hire a guy, he rolls, you win a, you know, get a couple tournaments, and he's gone in three or four years. You care about that stuff, or you're looking for somebody more of a long-term solution. So those are one of the things we'll hit with Wood as well at four. All right, um, coming up next, man, it was another night of college basketball controversy. Uh, this one got ugly in the uh, Lone Star State. We'll get to that coming up next. Scott Jackson, your Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. And uh, we are brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. All right, we're going to get back to some basketball stuff here. We've been talking about Caleb Williams. Uh, of course, you can hit that up, uh, the poll question today, if you buy into uh, that he is, in fact, excited about the opportunity to play for the Bears. That is what happens. That's the poll question today brought to you by uh, Dominion floor covering on the exit Jackson sports at uh, ESPN radio nine, four, one. All right. Before we do any of that though, we you know what we have to do. We have to give away tickets, right? That we do. We got to give away tickets. So let's do this. I'm going to go out of order from yesterday. 
Let's go um, today. We're going to go ahead and get the Outlaws Music Festival tickets. Uh, they will go on sale on Friday and at uh, March 1st. That's Friday, March 1st at LiveNation.com. Let's get the second caller. want to see the Outlaws Music Festival 2024. Willie Nelson and family, uh, Bob Dylan, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, uh, and more. Uh, coming up at Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater on the 26th of June. Uh, we'll get the second caller at 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494 if you want to go see Willie Nelson and company. All right, uh, I'll get to some of these texts. They're pretty funny, as they usually are, um, coming through. By the way, had a guy just uh, hit us up, said he and his dog enjoy listening to the radio show. <laughs> he says, I, a perfect afternoon is sitting in the backyard playing with my dog and enjoying a nice premium hand-rolled cigar while listening to your show. Well, that's cool. Does the dog have a cigar in its mouth in his picture to send me, or is that a stick? Oh, this is a stick, okay. Um, we're not advocating animal smoking, by the way, by any means. But we do advocate dogs listening to the show. Uh, we appreciate that. And we have a guy who is a talking cat that listens to the show. So it's, we might as well have people listening to him with dogs uh, as well. We're dog people. So that's cool. Thank you for that. We, uh, we're glad that, you're, that you enjoy it. We, we try to pl- – we aim to please. We don't always do it, though, but we try. All right. Uh, what's your rank Wednesday coming up at the 5 o'clock hour today? I've been dying to talk about this one for a while, which is the top five most delusional fan bases in sports. And that's a big, that's a big canvas, right? Like – and college and pro sports, they both count. So college and pro sports, and really to, bra- to bust it down to five, you know, some of this will be subjective for you. Like, who, who do you hang around with? People maybe in the office, people you grew up with, whatever it may be, people in your family. Just like, who just grates at you because they just have this delusional, uh, you know, idea of who their who they're fan, you know, who they are as a franchise or as a, or as a, as a team. You know, basically people that believe things that couldn't be true, right? Like that they're a championship team and you know dang well they're going to be picking in the lottery. Those kind of fan bases. So that's what we mean when we say delusional fan bases. It also sometimes feels like it crosses over to annoying fan bases. And sometimes you can be delusional and annoying all at the same time. So anyway, we'll uh, get to that at the uh, f- at uh, 5 o'clock and uh, what's your rank Wednesday. Uh, Wood Seelig in five minutes. We'll talk about the Old Dominion coaching search process. For that, though, I don't know how many people tuned in to Texas, Texas Tech last night, but it got ugly at the end of the game. Texas had a big first half, um, went on to beat Texas Tech, and we had things being thrown by the Lubbock fans. That's a Texas Tech. Uh, on the court after um, Texas's Brock Cunningham delivered what really could just be called a hip check um, to Darion Williams, knocking him in to the scores table out of bounds. And while officials started to review the play, Water bottles are thrown on the floor. Security could be seen escorting fans out of the arena. Uh, Cunningham did get ejected from the game, and he should have. It was a dirty, dirty play. I mean, he clearly runs at Williams. He's not even trying to play the ball. Checks him into the table. Now, that being said, the officials have a job to do. They got to go look at the monitor. They got to make sure they make it right. And this is the process. You know, I, I'm sure the Texas Tech fans wanted an immediate ejection, and maybe that would have started the. Stuff, but you, you can't throw crap on the floor, right? The, there's an announcement about the objects being thrown on the floor. Then Grant McCaslin uh, takes the mic to implore the fans to stop. Still crap being thrown on the floor. By the way, some of them weren't just water bottles. It looked like some miniatures were going down on the floor too. Now, of course, they were already dr- uh, were already uh, finished off miniatures, mind you, miniature bottles. Um, hopefully, they were plastic. Because obviously in the arena, they don't sell glass for this particular reason. At any arena, they shouldn't ever sell glass because of these kind of events. But yeah, it was ugly. I mean, we've had, so in the last three weeks, if you're scoring, two weeks, if you're scoring at home, 
I was just, you know, we've been discussing a lot about college basketball this year, how it is kind of a faceless, emotionless, um, promotionless uh, year in men's college basketball. And I specifically say men's college basketball because we all know who Caitlin Clark is on the women's side and Angel Reese and others, right? Like the the women's side has got a lot going on for it. Men's side, not so much. But here's what we've had on the men's side in the last, last two weeks. Or actually really last week, like eight, nine days now. We've had a handshake brawl. <laughs> yep, there's one. <laughs> We've had the storming the court. Uh, Kyle uh, Filipowski, has he gotten his leg amputated yet? Actually, you know what? They've not updated his status uh, okay. for the game, so I don't know if we okay. should be shaking on our boots or what's going right. on. Right. Is, is, is Dr. James Andrews cutting them right now, or do we know? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, he's day-to-day, right? He's actually going to be okay. I mean, but could, we don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. Right, but we don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. He's okay. By the way... Was it your hot take yesterday, or is it somebody else's that, that Wake was going to run? That was that was me. Okay. Well, this yeah. is why we do... Listen, this is why we do hot take Tuesday. That's why it's hot take Tuesday. Right. You can be dead wrong, and we're not going to hold it against you, but they lost last night. Anyway, that day, that talk about did. Wake. That I, I had the hot take that uh, Duke's about to take off. I think it was my hot take. Well, you said that you said that Filipowski was, was going to have a night Yeah, tonight. hopefully he actually shows up and plays, because my suspicion all along is... That Duke's kind of milking this thing a little bit, right? Well, if they are, then he's going to show up in a body cast on right, the Right, like he's going to Willis read it, you know, and they come out and blow it up. But anyway, so we've had that incident on Sunday. Was that Sunday or was that Saturday? I can't remember. I They're, think all that, was, that was Saturday. I think. Okay, that all runs together now. And then, of course, this incident last night with throwing bottles at Lubbock uh, at the Texas and Texas Tech players. Yeah, that's but idea. that Brock Cunningham kid, that was a chump move on his part. Yeah, I mean, and he that acted was, like so, like, yeah. oh my God, what did I do? Like, dude, you clearly hip checked this kid. I mean, stop it, you know? Anyway, who won the uh, Willie Nelson tickets? That would be Mark in Virginia Beach. Mark, congrats. Uh, go and see Willie. Uh, I think it was the Grammys this year that he got a, a, an award, like a lifetime achievement th- thing, and he was um, he was playing with his Outlaws tour thing. He was he was up there jamming, but it wasn't with Robert Plant and Bob Dylan. But I'll tell you what, old man knew his song still. He wasn't working off an iPad or anything like that. And uh, I think he's 90-ish, 91 maybe mm-hmm. at this point. Impressive. But he the fact still, he's able to still do it at all. Right, still picking the guitar. Man, it was, uh, it was impressive. All right, uh, let's do this. Coming up next hour, by the way, we've got more tickets to give away. Concert tickets. We've also got the Richmond race tickets. We'll give away in the five o'clock hour, but we got the twenty-one Savage American Dream Tour tickets next hour uh, to give you uh, if you want those. By the way, Willie Nelson for those of you scoring at home is just ninety. He'll be ninety-one in April. There you go. So ninety-one before his show in Virginia Beach, which is on the twenty-sixth of June at United Home Loans Amphitheater. All right, coming up. What's the leak? Uh, what's the process going to be like? Who's involved in it? Uh, how quickly will Old Dominion have a new basketball coach? He'll give us all that coming up next. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King, Law James Withams, Gary Sports Center.